When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and uh, welcome to the Football Digest Extra podcast brought to you by Reach. I'm Chris McKenna from the Daily Star and every Monday we look back at the weekend's biggest game of, uh, of that weekend. Obviously there was only one talking point in town over, over this weekend and that was Manchester City 4, Liverpool 1 at Anfield. Um, we didn't know what would really happen. Liverpool out of form before it, City in fine form. So they were the favourites, but I don't think we could have imagined them going to Anfield, winning there for the first time since 2003 by such a margin. And this week I'm joined by Joe Bray from the Manchester Evening News to help us through this. Joe, just to start off, I mean, what a performance from Man City and what a result and statement they made yesterday. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think if you asked any City fan that... Uh... They've obviously snapped, the hand, snapped your hand off for a 4-1 win at Anfield. It feels like City could have gone into this in any form they like. But given the record at Anfield, there was always going to be that that sort of doubt. And maybe in the first half, they thought it was going to go that way. Gundogan blazed his penalty over the bar. They thought, oh, it's going to be deja vu again. But that second half performance um, was incredible uh, from City, led by Gundogan, um, Sterling, Foden. Um, and I think, yeah, surely, surely you can't look past City for the title now. But what you can say is it's City's to lose, for sure. Yeah. That's what that was one of my next question. I mean, it, it's <laughs> got to be City's title, hasn't it? I mean, 10 points clear of Liverpool with a game in hand, five points clear of second place Manchester United with a game in hand and United don't seem to have that consistency there really to to really put it on them and City have that that incredible run and also I think a big advantage for this City side is a lot of these players know how to win the title as well. Yeah that's it I think City have history of putting this sort of run together they've they've done it in the past to overcome a brilliant Liverpool side two seasons ago who who only lost one game all season. Um, I think the worry or maybe uh, doubt of of City fans was that in this uh, 13-game winning run until this point, they were playing bottom side teams generally. Yes, they beat um, Chelsea in the league and, and Manchester United in the cup, but in, in terms of the league, a lot of them were like bottom seven teams. So... You've got to beat them. Obviously, this season more than any has shown that anything can happen, and and to get through those games, uh, um, started in Liverpool and won in this period. Um, but you you've still got to to win those games. But then coming up against a Liverpool side, whatever state they're in, is a completely different task altogether. And I think City rose to that task uh, brilliantly. Yeah, it was it was it was a performance that reminded me of uh, City, uh, of Liverpool beating Manchester United at Anfield last season and, and City beating Liverpool the season before with that Leroy Sane goal. It, it, it felt like a defining moment um, 
for me in the title race and and they've they've got to go and back it up now it's it's all well and good beating Liverpool but if they lose to Tottenham next in the league they've got Arsenal I think Everton West Ham Manchester United in the next few fixtures so that's a really really tough run of fixtures with with teams who are all fighting for for their own sort of top four hopes and will be hoping to reel City back in so if they can get through that period then then it will be City's City's title to, to lose. But yeah, surely you mentioned those the point differences. You, you can't see City in the form that they're in, and they're lacking the two two best players. You can't see City letting that lead slip. Surely, that's that's the incredible thing. Without De Bruyne and Aguero, they've got into this position. But as you said, yes, they did feel like a big big moment. And I think when when uh, Gundogan missed that penalty. The reaction from Guardiola was was quite telling. I think he knew how massive it was, and he thought maybe at that point they might be going to let it slip. But he had a good go at the one of the drinks buckets, and he sulked off to his chair. It was it really showed you how much it meant to him yesterday, didn't it? Yeah, I think Guardiola tends to overthink these big games, especially against Liverpool. And I think his team selection was a little bit. Uh, against what we might have expected in terms of no striker um, choosing Zinchenko at left back when you get an opportunity like especially when City were possibly second best in the first half then you've got to score it and, and City have obviously had the problems from the penalty spot um, so yeah I think Guardiola was, was furious on the, on the touchline then but again the reaction when Gundogan turned it around in the second half and scored the, that first goal and then put them ahead again the reaction from the touchline was more than you usually get from Guardiola. So he he knew uh, how big this game was. However much he wants to talk about going one game at a time, only looking at the next ninety minutes, and then going on on again. He knew that that putting that gap between Liverpool, because Liverpool are, I I, I would have said were still City's closest title rivals. However, closer yeah. Man United are, Liverpool are the side who can build that sort of run together. And, and look unstoppable uh, that would have potentially real City in. But I think 10 points with the games left is is going to be difficult, especially with, with City's game in hand and, and Guardiola knew that, definitely. What was I found interesting from Guardiola in his press conference afterwards, he mentioned this about the crowd and the fact that at 1-1, that was a full Anfield, it might have turned out differently. And he spoke about, I think it was in 2019, about that Anfield crowd and when they score one, he feels like you're going to concede four in the next five minutes because they're all on top of you. But it was great character from City, though, that one one or when they missed the penalty, they didn't buckle. And you think that lack of a crowd maybe helped them in that, in that kind of way? I think, yeah, definitely. Because in the past with Field and like, for example, Champions League. Then last season, they struggled, and as you said, it was it, it was once the first goal went in against them, it was followed by a second or a third, and and then then the game was gone. So it's it's got to be a factor. I'm, I'm not too sure that Liverpool using using the lack of crowd as a reason for where they are in the table is yeah. is is really fair because every team's had a lack of crowd, but obviously Anfield has an aura about it where. It's 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 a stadium like no other, and 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 the crowd really does help the team, and it's it's a real collective effort over there, and that helped them win the title last season. It helped them get through. It's helped them in the Champions League, and and it's it's contributed to that run of City going seventeen years or whatever it was since two thousand three, um, without without victory there. So of course, deserve credit for capitalising on that, making sure that they scored when they did, 
uh, pressing down. I think Phil Foden said after the game that, yes, Alisson made those two horrendous blunders in, in goal, but they forced the mistakes. They were they were pushing. They were making sure that they were there to capitalise on it and, and they were ruthless. And maybe they haven't been in games at Anfield before, but this felt like a, a different city who, who had a real, real point to prove for me. Yeah, obviously you mentioned Phil Foden and we have to talk about him. I mean, what what a, what a performance from from the guy of his age in such a big game. And I know he's been on the stage a while now, but that was for me like another breakthrough moment for him. And I, I, I find it, you'll obviously know more about this, you'll watch City more, but the fact he's not guaranteed his place every week, I think that tells you how good one that Pep Guardiola's squad is, but also two, how much more we were going to expect from this young lad. He's, he's quite an unbelievable talent. Yeah, well, I was looking at his stats. I think there's only been five games this season where he's he's not played. And, for example, one of them was the last game and he, like, he was rested for this game. So he seems to have, have stepped up, especially in sort of the last two or three months to be a real, real important part in, in Guardiola's system and especially in this 14-game winning run. He was incredible at, at Chelsea, for example. He's played really well against Manchester United. He's put, he's, I think he's got the winner. I can't remember which game it was, but uh, a game that looked like City were going to be held back at home. He scored the winner, Brighton possibly. Um, but he was ridiculous in that second half. I think in the first half, he he wasn't in the game. He, he struggled a bit in in the new sort of false nine role. He's he's been tended to be used out on the left wing whenever he has been in the, in this run. And and even though Henderson and Fabinho were out of position, I thought they had the, the sort of beating of him and, and, and were sort of pushing him off the ball, forcing him into mistakes. But there was a bit of a tactical tweak at, at half-time. Bernardo was pushed up alongside him. There was His responsibilities must have changed a little bit. And, and it, wow, it, it paid off completely because I think obviously his goal will get, get the headlines, but his movement for the first Gundogan goal the second Gundogan goal after um, Allison's mistake and coming inside on on his own goal where he smashed it into the roof of the net. His movement and his intelligence and his sort of centre of gravity was was so really joyful to watch. And you just wanted him to finish it off with an assist or a goal, and, and he did. And he's he's a lad full of full of confidence, and and City trust him now. Um, I think they're, they're seeing the rewards of of uh, giving him time, easing him in. Um, letting players like David Silva, Bernardo Silva have more time and just letting Foden learn and, and learn for himself. And he's he's a real exciting talent. I, I enjoy watching him whenever he does. And he's he's going to be a, a top talent for the next 10, 15 years. And he says he wants to finish his career at City. I can't see City letting him letting him leave anytime soon. No, no, it would have to be silly, 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 <laughs> silly money. But... Um... Yeah, that was an interesting point with Guardiola. He spoke about that, him playing through the middle in the first half and how he still has to learn maybe how to do that. But again, that goes to explain that he's going to go on to be even even better. And like England fans will be looking at that going, what a player he could be for this country going forward. I mean, it's, obviously City are very excited about him, but for England, he could be a huge player for the next 5, 10, 15 years. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think Gareth Southgate was there watching, so he'll yeah. have uh, been delighted by by what he saw. It's going to be interesting when it comes to England because Foden wants to play 
in the centre. That's his preferred position in sort of central attacking midfield. But Guardiola's always resisted that, especially this season, and said he can cause more trouble on the wings. And then he's got to learn the tactical side. And he came out after the game in his uh, broadcast interview as well. And he said, yeah, Foden played well, but he's got to learn a lot in that central position. And he maybe wasn't giving us tactically what we wanted in the first half. Um, So when it comes to England, England's wide players are... I wouldn't say set, but there's a, there's a lot of good options there and he's got a lot more competition than he will do in the centre. So it'll be interesting to see where Southgate sees him in, in his future plans. I think maybe in five years' time, he's he's a shoe-in for, for that attacking midfield role uh, or, or maybe central midfield back uh, as he gets older. But I'm not too sure how you fit Foden in at the moment. But for me, he's got to be in because he's in such good form and he's he's a player that can create something out of nothing. And and if you put him alongside the likes of Jack Grealish, James Madison, um, even Curtis Jones for Liverpool, who I don't think had, well, obviously he didn't have as, as an effective a game as Foden did, but he's obviously an exciting talent going forward. So it's uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting, interesting time for England and Foden. And he, he's got to be on the, uh, on the plane for the, for the Euro 2020-21 tournament yeah. at the end of the season. But where he plays, I think, will be will be really interesting. And Gareth Southgate will see him in a really fitting him in that team. Definitely, definitely a hell of a player and only going to get better, which is a, a big worry for City's rivals too. And Liverpool, from a more Manchester City perspective, I mean, what have you kind of made of... They solved their title defence, which now looks to be all but over. Well, how is the how is the view from Manchester and what's happened to kind of Liverpool this season? Um, I think I think Liverpool were the team that City obviously would fear the most, and uh, City went last season with a lot of key injuries in defence. Um, other key players were injured at crucial times, and and ultimately that that paid paid put to their. Um, their title defence and, and Liverpool were brilliant and, and wouldn't let City come back even if they wanted to with that uh, ridiculous winning run from the start of the season till till about Christmas so uh, I think City had a point to prove and, and they're not going to really complain too much that the shoe's on the other foot now and, and it's Liverpool with all the injuries and, and that's stopping them and, and City just have to do what Liverpool did and just keep winning make sure that when Liverpool's players do come back then there's absolutely no no chance of them them coming back and, and stealing the title from them. So I think there'll be a little bit of sympathy because they've been last season, but there won't be too many complaints that the main title rivals and the one team that's that's been proven to stop such an, a fantastic City side from winning the title can't do it this season. And I think there was, a, obviously the build-up to this game was was dominated by Klopp's comments of how, how long City had for a break with uh, with COVID issues. And and maybe that's a sign of Liverpool feeling the pressure of, of a bad run of form, a lot of injuries. And uh, I think City deserve credit for, for their performance at Anfield because that completely irrelevant. It made those, I'll say excuses in inverted commas, because I know that, that word's been uh, banded around, but it, it made that sort of build-up irrelevant because City did the talking on the pitch and, and made made sure that if Liverpool do get their best players back, it it probably won't matter or it shouldn't matter now because City are in a position where they are in complete control of, of the title race. I will credit uh, the producer Ned for this uh, idea. But he, 
he made a good point there. Obviously, Liverpool are without Van Dijk for, for most of this season. Last season, City were without company for a different reason because he, he had moved on. Is that the kind of thing that, it, like City last year, struggled to adapt without the talismanic, talismatic leader at the back? Where Liverpool maybe this year, even though they're not leaking, they did yes, on Sunday leaked a lot of goals, but most of the season the defence hasn't really been the problem. But that kind of leader at the back, they seem to be missing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think th- there's so many similarities between between the two sides. If, if we just take the defence in in focus, because City had to pull back Fernandinho, for example, Liverpool have done that with Fabinho. There was there was injuries to this sort of second best central defender as well. In uh, I'm I'm out Laporte for City, and then you've got. Joe Gomez and Joe Matip for for Liverpool. It's it's an awful run of luck for um for for Liverpool, and I don't think uh, any fans are, should be sort of saying, "Ah, look at that! That's 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 great." It's it's a shame that we're not seeing these these fantastic players, but it's about how how you deal with it. And I've said from the first couple of weeks of the season that. I don't. I'm, the the best team isn't necessarily going to win the title. It's going to be the team who who deals with the fixture list the best, with injuries, with with COVID, and has the the most quality in the squad to to just be consistent throughout, rather than maybe the best team. And I think City are showing that and aren't being able to show that with with all the injuries. So it's it, yeah. There's a lot of similarities and. It's a shame that Liverpool haven't been able to because I think everyone wants to see a, t- a title race of those two incredible teams going head to head. But uh, I think City deserve credit for doing what Liverpool did last season and 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 just being ruthless and and winning and and making the most of of the situation that's presented itself. Hundred percent, they've definitely dealt with what is a totally bizarre season. You have the behind closed door element. You also have this. It feels like there's just been games every. Well, there's games every day on TV if you're sat at home watching, but even mm. for clubs, there's, it's two or three days. It's another big game. It's another big game. And it, for some clubs, it kind of slows down now a bit, but for City and Liverpool, it won't because they've got the Champions League to contend with. So it's it's remarkable how City have, have managed this. And I suppose Liverpool have struggled with Van Dijk injury and big injury as well, which I think it's been overlooked a bit, has been Yogo Yota. Obviously, he wasn't there last year, but they brought him in to try and give these attackers who maybe they felt they would feel the intensity catch up on them. So they'd have Yota there to give them another option. And they haven't had that in the last few weeks without without him. And you look at that, maybe they would have won some of those kind of tight games, the West Brom game, even the Brighton game last week, and how that might have made the table look differently. But this is what you have to deal with. And it's unfortunate for them. And I'm sure that Klopp will use them as kind of, excuses as to why they're not up there with City but you just got to credit City for for that relentless approach and now Liverpool are looking at it I mean a few weeks ago I think it was after the Manchester United game somebody like put it to clock that even the title is the title will be difficult but top four might be difficult and his reaction might have surprised a lot of especially Liverpool fans he said yeah it's going to be a battle to finish in the top four and now here we are and it really looks like it could be I mean Everton have two games on hand in hand on them. You would still back Liverpool to finish above them and 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 in that top four, but it's not going to be easy for them, is it? Especially when they've got the Champions League to think about. No, definitely, and I, I think I think I was the same as you when when Klopp said that. I was like, I'll give over, and we, we'd heard Guardiola do the same thing last season when he was essentially writing off the title chances. But I, I, I think I just automatically put that down to sort of 
sort of mind games and and a message to his squad that they've got to be on on song and win every game. But um, I, I, I can't see Liverpool finishing outside even without all, all the players. I think they've got quality in that squad enough. And as soon as they get a win or two together, I think they'll refine that belief that, that they're lacking a bit. I think the point you made about about Diogo Jota is is a good one. I think his signing at the beginning of the season probably had some he did probably a bit better than expected he was scoring those goals in those tight games to turn a draw into a win and that's the sort of player you, you need in a title race and and City have done that in this this last run they've they've got those goals in the games where it's not really there's a, not a lot between the teams but you just need one moment of, of brilliance and Jota was was that player so I think he's been a miss as much as the, the defensive side so it, yeah I think the Champions League is going to add another dimension to to all the teams at the top um, and the Europa League as well um, yeah City have got not an easy tie in, in Mönchengladbach and there's already talk of from City City players and manager of of, of other ta- other trophies and stuff so once those competitions come back will City maybe take an eye off the Premier League will that let someone someone back in I, I, I don't know I can't see City swaying from their one game at a time approach but um, the title race is over there is a lot a lot to go in this season and and uh, I, I can't see City winning every single game until the end of the season I think there will be another, another few twists and turns and, and Liverpool's chase for the top four if you like will be will be part of that sort of narrative Finally then obviously we, we, we've all kind of agreed in it's City's title but how many trophies can City win this season they've still got quadruples still on um, Yeah well that, that's going to be the question that's going to start start being asked um, it, if we sort of assume that the Premier League is there they're obviously in the Carabao Cup final um, so it'll be interesting to see the next game against Tottenham because they obviously await in that final um, record against Tottenham or against Jose. So I, I'm not too sure how that, that one for me is, is 50, 50. Um, the FA Cup city treat that seriously. I'd, I'd, I think they will get two at least then it's up to them what, what they do um, and on, on the big games and how they turn up for those big games. I think the Champions League is still still a big one that City want and if they've got a chance to to rest a few players before and after those those big games in the Champions League, then that's a, obviously a massive bonus. But um, they, they'll need to, they've got a point to prove to themselves after the, the Leon defeat last season. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be tricky as it ever always is in the Champions League. So, I'll I'll say City will win two. I'm not going to say which two, um, and then they'll obviously be looking for for a lot more. And those watching on the video will have uh, seen Joe's cat has made a few appearances, but um, another special guest for us. And uh, we'll leave it there this week. Thanks very much, Joe, for joining us. Um, another great one and another another big week. As I said, in, in it, the action just keeps coming. And tune in on Thursday again when. Uh, Some of my colleagues will be back to discuss those FA Cup games and look ahead to next week's big Premier League matches. Thanks very much and see you all soon.